Hello, and welcome to Local Listens. On this week's episode, we invite Wyatt Bender on to talk about how playing music in school and how going to a high school of arts helped him with his music. Other local musicians are mentioned throughout the episode, and you can find links to those musicians in the episode description. Welcome, everybody, to Local Listens. I am Bailey from Bailey Ukulele. And I am Shane from Sanatorium Hill. And today's guest is Wyatt Bender. My home, my hometown home. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm excited to have you on. Like me and Wyatt went to high school together, so yeah. there are some stories we can tell you that may that may scare you just then. <laughs> uh, spoilers! It all just started going downhill after that. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> when we met, it all went downhill. <laughs> Why don't you let everybody know what instruments you play in your little project and kind of what what it's all about, man? Well, uh, I mainly uh, play guitar. I haven't. Uh, ever since I was like 10 years old in my music I, I do like a pretty much like mixture of like some some guitar and into like a, a lot of uh pop uh sounds into it you know oh, like, yeah cool with the mainstream deal that's going on these days right right hey you got to appeal to the audience right yeah yeah that's it man yeah. that's how you that's how you, that's how everybody like starts screaming at your house oh my god it's you <laughs> but, yeah oh yeah that's that's really cool because you know I think nowadays a lot of people are starting to get into the pop thing. And the thing I like about your music is that you're doing the mainstream pop, but you're also doing it in a way that's you where like I can hear the the Brian Setzer and the Drake Bell. I can hear that in the pop music where it's mm-hmm. not just pop exactly. It's like a branch of pop that you're making your own kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Oh no, you said Drake yeah. Bell and that just like threw me back like ten years. <laughs> yeah, because uh because because I, I grew up on Drake and Josh and, and the Amanda show when he when he was still on those shows. And and I didn't know that he was doing music around the time. Like I I, I was it was his second album that I heard first and then it, then I had to uh, get on to his, his first album, which was Telegraph. Right. And which he just released a year before his second album. Whoa. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, the first one he did was like with uh, Backhouse Mike. And uh, and uh, Backhouse Mike is like a good friend of his. But uh, but yeah, that that's uh, technically Drake Bell pretty much uh, somewhat got me into music. But I've, I've been listening to music my entire life. Yeah. But, I went over to Wyatt's house yesterday and he was showing me his record collection. And then we got to the end, he goes, and now to show you my pride and joy, and he pulls out the Beatles' Abbey Road, and I might have cried and freaked out. Because <laughs> that awesome. is a vinyl I want to have someday. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So let me know, how many bands have you been in throughout your, your days? Like, how many projects have you done? Well, um, I, I think I would have to go all the way back to uh, middle school because... I wasn't really officially in a band, but I was actually in band at school. Got it. Okay. Got it. And uh, you did the drums, yeah, in band. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in the, percur- the percussion in the section, and oh, yeah. uh, and it was technically me and a couple of my friends. We thought it was like, hey, we all like playing drums. Might as well get into band. <laughs> right. Hey, I got and, into band. It was great. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually really enjoyed it until I had to uh, move up to Gig Harbor. Because my mom was getting remarried around the time. Got it. Uh, but yeah, it was like sixth grade and seventh grade was when I was in band. But 
for some odd reason, I was I, I got stuck onto the, the xylophone most of the time. Ah, uh, I always and got on, stuck on the cymbals. I'm with you, man. I would say I hated the xylophone though. <laughs> yeah, because because my friend was like, eh, "You're not that not, you're not that good on the drums. Let us do this." And I'd be like, "It was my idea the first time. Right. <laughs> I, I gave you yeah. guys the idea." Right. Okay. So you started the other a band. Way around. <laughs> So you started a band. Weren't you in a band with Mark, though? Weren't you and Mark in a band for a minute? Or am um, I thinking of somebody else? No, you're, you're thinking about someone else. Uh, a, a good friend of mine named Sebastian. Sebastian, that was it. That's what I'm thinking yeah, of. Because yeah. I was I was going to Truman while he was going to Mason, though. Right. But we were we were in a in our in our own little band. Like I was playing guitar, he was playing drums. Hell yeah! And, uh, and from time to time, he would play bass as well. And in our in our little band was uh, was called the Resistance, and and technically around that time I was uh I was like in a like a total you know like like how everybody was in, in middle school going through an emo phase you know and, yeah I remember those days <laughs> yeah Shane I like, don't know if you and I ever left our emo phase I, I can't talk about that on recording <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah for me and him it was like My Chemical Romance uh, right. Green Day, Panic yeah. of Disco, and also heavy, some like heavy metal and shit. Like, yeah. Okay, so you you were in the band with with uh, Sebastian, and then you got into high school and totally ruined your music career by by hanging out with me. So, way to go, Wyatt. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say ruined, but <laughs> well, more like we weren't that good. Just saying. More like deplenished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we were in a band together. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was it was awful. <laughs> we were called we were called the Wyatt and Bailey Project for like three months, well, like and then we decided months. that band sucked. That man name sucked because we yeah, were trying we to have a placeholder band name like every band does. You it know, it was because we couldn't think of a good name, so we just right. went with Wyatt and Bailey Project. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> every I think every band that's ever existed has had like a placeholder name. It's a name that they start out with, but you they know they're not going to use it forever. Like Sweet Children or like. For Moon mm-hmm. 5, it was Cars Flowers. They were Cars Flowers at the beginning, and then they were like, no, we got to be Moon yeah. 5. Like, you just, oh, yeah. you always have another name. I know mm-hmm. for San Antonio, I think for San Antonio Hill, you guys were just San Antonio Hill, right, the whole time? Uh, We started, like, it was just me, so it just went by my name. Got it, yeah. But, yeah. That's kind of how Bailey Ukulele went. It went Bailey Rao, and then from the beginning, and then it turned into Bailey Ukulele. But, but yeah, yeah. And then White and I changed our band name to Benyer and Company, and we thought we were cool. <laughs> So are there any like videos or recordings or anything? Oh yeah. There is if oh, you yeah. go online and go to our band page, there's probably a video of us play, singing playing Beach Party. Uh there's probably a video of us doing Billy Jean and there's probably a photo somewhere of us doing finale. For some reason I cannot find the finale video. I don't know what happened to it. But our friends yeah. playing it up on stage hmm. and sang with us and that he screamed the whole time. It was awesome. So I'm gonna have to look that up because uh Yeah, you will. I'll send well <laughs> For those of you listening at home, maybe we'll post some links if we can find them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, let you, we'll, we'll let you see them, I guess. And then we also recorded our international super hit, Beach Party. I would say that, that was a total bop. Like, it was. That was a, the best song. We had, and when you watch the video, we had the whole place singing. It was insane. Damn. We had a mosh pit and everything. Damn. Like, that, that was, was our senior year. Pit. Yeah. And then was- we went back the next year. Uh, it's a camp yeah, showcase. Because, yeah, it was camp showcase, and and you told you actually told me this story yesterday when we were just hanging out. Yeah, that um, it was was it Derek or was it a? Uh, I think it was Derek. Yeah, and uh, 
I'm just saying that uh that we couldn't do uh the, the yeah. camp showcase. Explain camp showcase for people that don't know. I just realized we didn't explain that. Okay, so went to was called School of the Arts. Yeah. Here in Tacoma, Washington. And um and and every year right before school even starts, we go to a retreat to this uh to this camp that is just Outside of Olympia, I think it was. Yeah, it's called Black Lake. And uh, normally a Bible camp. We, we go turn there. it into hell for at least three days. Yeah, for yeah. at least three days from Wednesday until... They do it right up until the weekend, and then we have the weekend, and then we actually start school the next week. Yeah, like we start school the next Monday. Yeah. Or, I gotta say, that is probably the best experience I've ever had in school, was at camp. Yeah. It changed my, my life on music. Like, literally, I don't think I would have been playing ukulele today. If it wasn't for going to Soda, I went to two different high schools before Soda. That's right. I, yeah, I went to Peninsula High School up in Gig Harbor first, and I was in freshman football team, and I was in the best shape of my life until I gained a lot of weight this year. So <laughs> then I end up moving back here in Tacoma, and I got myself enrolled into a stadium for the rest of my freshman year. I, I remember the day that uh, the guidance counselor over there at Stadium told me that he can he sees me more as an artistic kind of person okay and and he definitely can tell that i do not fit into a school like like i do not mm -hmm. fit into those kind of schools because my personality shows out you know, to to a lot of people and it, so he told me that how about you try out uh tacoma school of the arts and i never heard of the heard of the school at all yeah. until he told me Hell yeah and so so i i told my parents and what uh, about the school and uh and i and i gave them you know the whole you know it was like it's this it's that and, and everything and they were like you know what let's uh let's let's put them through it and like the process of getting to soda was uh you had to uh you had to apply and have a portfolio of right. what you can do artistically damn and yeah it's cutthroat man yeah that was they don't do that portfolio thing at soda anymore they don't no literally you can just say i want to go to soda and they'll be like what do you do oh i dance and then they're like oh okay come on let's go wow it was like if you didn't have your art form down to a t you wouldn't get in it wasn't like college like you had to wait for an acceptance letter to get in yeah we were the last ones to wait yeah and then and then the next year, it was like that all went, went yeah, away. Yeah, the next year they ruined, no offense, because I do have some friends that were from that class, Alex included. Um, yeah. But the next year, they decided they were going to open it up to freshmen. Mm -hmm. And so they brought in all kinds of freshmen, which they didn't have before. You had to be a sophomore to go. Yeah. And that kind, no offense to that group, because like I said, my friend Sammy, my friend Alex, Sean, everybody, they're good mm -hmm. friends of mine, but it just kind of ruined it. Honestly, there was more yeah. graffiti caught showing up once outside in the school to arrest one of the kids. When I heard about what was going on with soda, I was like, that kind of breaks my heart. Like, right. But yeah, but yeah, we did the camp. So it, we do this thing. It's called showcase. It happens once every month on a Friday. And we have everybody coming into the Urban Grace Church and you get to showcase your art so you can sign up. It's kind of like an open mic. So it's like yeah. an open mic and you showcase what you got, whether it's dancing whether it's singing, whether it's visual art, whether it's theater, whatever you got, you can showcase yeah. it. Comedy. I know some people, I know Dakota would always do poetry and comedy. Um, and so they do it at camp. And I think the one at camp is even better than the one at regular showcase because it gets yeah. more wild. 
Yeah, it was a lot and we more were so bummed because it was our senior. It was our senior year, and we couldn't do camp showcase. So thankfully, we had a member of our band. We we were a three piece, and thankfully, our third member happened to be a freshman, so he was still going to soda. So mm-hmm. technically, we were allowed to play camp showcase only because he was still going there. And yeah. I am telling you, the minute they called our name and we stepped up on stage, there was not a single person sitting down. Everybody rushed to the front of the stage. That's awesome. White could have crowd surfed and, and it would have worked and everybody would have caught him. Unlike my shows where there's three people and I still try to crowd surf. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fantastic. But yeah, that's that's kind of how our high school experience went with Fender and Company. Thankfully, I'll let you guys know we are not a band anymore, so you don't have to listen to our shitty music. It's okay. <laughs> but oh, because th- only one song of ours is on Spotify right now under my name because I, I was know. like, you know, bro, I saw that, dude. I went on Amazon Music the other day and Spotify, and I saw Beach Party my my white men. I said, did he re-record it? And then I listened to it and I went, oh no, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it again and it like recently right before i decided to release it like officially yeah. and right now after talking to you yesterday i was like now i kind of regret releasing that <laughs> so how what many streams do you have oh gosh um surprisingly not as much <laughs> yeah right yeah, which shows that it sucks <laughs> yeah you yeah. know we're really popular <laughs> but yeah we're, we're popular in france <laughs> yeah right the it's, only time you'll hear White and I play music together again is at the 10-year. We decided at the 10-year reunion, we'll come back and we'll play Beach Party one more time. Yeah. And so you have right to wait three more years, people. Right. <laughs> and also that one time when you and I went down to Portland, we did that, like, five-song concert. That's right. I forgot yeah. all about that. Yeah, and that, and that was right after when we were helping out at the uh, PDX Farm Fiesta. Oh, Bro, we that were... was the best festival ever. Oh man, that was like I can't remember the uh the bands, but I do remember Jasper T. Dude, Jasper T, man, that guy, mm-hmm. that guy, mm-hmm. he does stuff that I was like, whoa, this guy yeah. can do some shit. And I still Which, follow him up to this day. Yeah, me too, man. Fox in the Law, Jasper T. Yeah, uh, Fox in the Law. What was the uh, uh Soul? What was that? Soul yeah. Seven. Yeah, it was so something I can't remember, but uh, Holy I still have it. It's crazy, man. No, it was like this like, camping festival, you know, and it it was on this guy's like giant plot of land, and they did it every year for like a couple for like a few years. White and I only went in 2014 because my aunt gave me for my graduation gift a ticket for me and a friend to go down and stay with her in Portland for a weekend. I was like, who am I gonna bring to Portland? I gotta bring White. We got a new uh, vendor and co-tour. We're going to Portland. <laughs> and so we went down and we went to this. We heard about this festival and we found out that if you signed up to volunteer at it, you got him for free. We volunteer at the beginning of the festival and then we volunteer the next day to help clean up. And then we get to see the whole festival for free. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did. And we got a free t-shirt out of it and everybody was super nice. We had these bracelets on that said underage. So that way we couldn't go into the beer garden and sneak booze. But <laughs> like, I will tell you right now, there was somebody that had a flask the size of my head. Yeah, I remember Holy that. Shit. People really wanted us to drink, even though we were underage. So tell me, Wyatt, how has COVID been affecting like your music or maybe your local music scene? Because you know a lot of musicians. Like, have they mm-hmm. all been like doing live streams and stuff like that? 
yeah, there's there's a couple that I that I follow, and they they're doing like live streams, like almost like every week. Yeah, you know, right, right. And that was so we do. talked about how Drake Bell was a big influence of yours, but who are some other influences you had? Like, what kind of what music have you been? Did you listen to and? Oh man, give us your top five. Obviously, the one that technically just got me into music technically is uh the beatles yeah you know yeah. i have a theory that bob marley or and or the beatles are going to be in everybody's influences at some at, somewhere on the list you'll yeah. either have the beatles or you'll have bob marley that's just my theory because i've never met a musician that didn't say that as one of their influences hmm. no matter how extensive the list is i feel like if you go back far enough it's on there somewhere one of them or both for me it's mm -hmm. both for you it's both but I don't know, yeah. Shane. What do you think? You ha are you influenced by the Beatles or Bob Marley at all? I totally like used to be a lot more than I am now. When I first started playing bass and everything, I was totally yeah. into like trying to play like Paul McCartney and stuff. Of course, but, and yeah. then you went a completely different direction. Yeah, and you played death metal instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, you're just playing like everything from the Beatles' like final album, just like really slowed down in June. Uh, yeah, you know. heavily influenced by Helter Skelter. Yep, of course. Oh, yeah, so what else, Wyatt? Some the Beatles, Drake Bell? Definitely Brian Setzer, because, I mean, come on, that man can play. Yeah, like, Wyatt is, like, might be the biggest Rockabilly fan I know on planet Earth. Yeah, because... Rockabilly's some good shit. Like, the uh, the artists that I have uh, listened to that's in that realm of, uh, of music, of Rockabilly, like Chuck Berry, uh... Buddy Holly and Eddie Cochran and Gene Vincent right. and obviously Elvis as well. I just I always loved that type of music and and technically it was uh, the Stray Cats was when I first heard it. I didn't know what rockabilly was until I heard Stray Cats and then that led led, led into uh to the you know the the earlier stuff to now technically right and also with uh, with Brian Cesar having his own band with. Uh, with the orchestra and, and i was just listening to the uh his first brian Cesar orchestra uh album just last night and, and i'm like shit this is i can't believe that this man has rockabilly with swing in a like a freaking 10 to 13 piece orchestra that's right. awesome yeah and that is just that's and the only thing that is so cool about it is that he's the only one who's playing the guitar so you yeah. really do span every genre of music when it comes to your influences. You influence from a lot of different kinds of music, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, for me, growing up, it was, like, classic rock, rockabilly, and hard rock, you know? Hell, but, yeah. But I, was, uh, I wasn't that much into hip-hop growing up. Got until, it. Technically until middle school, but... Uh, but yeah, but there's there's a lot of other uh, influences yeah. that can go on. If you want to if you want to get Wyatt's extensive list, you can message him on Facebook and he'll send it to you. <laughs> oh yeah, just <laughs> just go into my Facebook and I'll and I'll give you the list. <laughs> right, exactly. So okay, let's set the scene here. You get asked to play a show, and they say, and any band that you want, you can play with. It doesn't matter who it is. We'll get them on. We'll get them. We'll get them on the same show as you. Who's it gonna be? Who me or Dream Man? Oh, who the show with? Damn, that's a good one because uh -huh. there's a lot. <laughs> there's I know, a lot. there is. Uh, I would say if you're gonna do a, a big show, yeah. you want it to be kind of big and right. eclectic. My first one 
even though he's dead, I would say the first one would be John Lennon. Okay. And the second one would be Steve Ray Vaughn. Okay. And Jimi Hendrix. That's a pretty wow. good Steve lineup. Ray Vaughn and Jimi Hendrix playing okay. together. That would be crazy. I have to say, if you were playing a show, Wyatt, like if you would, if I had booked a show for you and they were like, you can pick any band, I would put you with Panic at the Disco. <laughs> well, because I know you're I, a really big fan of Panic at the Disco and their newer stuff is kind of more good. And it's kind of more like the music you're playing now. It's kind of that like pop sort of sound. And then they add in their own spin, which is kind of what you do. Yeah, it's like it's like pop mixed with hip hop, you know. Yeah, like, like really cool beats into there as well. With like rock, sample. like all three together, it's kind of yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I kind of I don't know. Part of me just could see it, like you opening up for them. That'd be cool. Like that would be really cool because I mean, awesome, come on. and to be honest, I have a little man crush on Brandon Urie. So <laughs> Who doesn't have a man crush on Brandon Urie. I mean, come on. That, that, that's a beautiful man. You know, I always say this about I say that same thing about Trey Cool. If I if like Trey Cool ever wanted to like get together with me, you know, get together with me, I'd be like, Yeah, okay, let's go. Name I'd be, I'd be all about this. I mean, Shane, come on, man. It's Trey Cool. You, if he wants to make out with you, you're not gonna I I don't know if I can say no. Same thing with Brandon Neary. If Brandon Neary wants to make out with me, I'll be like, Hey, I don't fucking care. Let's do yeah. it. Right. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, let's make a day of it. Let's go. Right. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's fly to Vegas. Let's have a good time. <laughs> okay. Can't so me with a good time. Right? All right, Wyatt. What do you think is the best show you've ever played? Best show I've ever played. Yep. I would have to say Camp Showcase right after we graduated. I think that was I would best agree. That was had. probably one of the best shows we've ever dude. I, I'm telling you, no, not a single person was in their seat. Everybody not stood a up. Single one. Like, oh my god, it was crazy. And then I remember yeah. my dad, my stepdad John, shout out to John, drove us to the show. And on the way home, he goes, I didn't know how big you guys were at school. Because he, he always worked on Fridays when it was showcase. So he never got mm -hmm. to see us perform. And he was like, I didn't realize how big you guys were in school. I'm like, I told you. You talk about like through like 2015 to 2000, probably 16 or 17. If you talked about our bands, people would freak out and go, oh my God, they're like my favorite. That's so mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, no, we were like local legends in that school. I'm trying to think now. Remember that one day we were, you and I were walking through the halls and Zach Parnell said something to us about our music video. He was like, how did your music video go? And we were like, how did you know about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were doing it down at Owens Beach. Yeah. God, we I was in film class, and for our film class, we had to film a, a three-minute video, and that was it. You could do whatever you wanted, but it had to be about three minutes. So mm -hmm. me being the genius that I was, I thought, hey, Venue and Company needs a music video. I need a, I needed my homework assignment done. Let's do them at the same time. Let's, <laughs> right on. I think we picked the wrong guy for the job to film. Yeah. Only because... I he wanted to be in front of the camera, not behind it. I could tell. There were parts in the video where he's like, woohoo, yeah, Bailey, go Bailey. Like behind the camera. And you can't edit that out because he's filming us at the same time. <laughs> so, okay. So what do you think is the worst show you've ever played? Uh, worst one. I think it'd have to be when you were playing the drums so hard, one of the cymbals fell off. It was awful. We, we couldn't get it like... I, I kept silence had to kept come, keep coming up on this on the stage. He's a friend of ours from school. He kept trying to put back on the symbol every time. 
Like every time yeah. he had to go up and put back on the symbol, it was it Damn. was hilarious. And I think uh, we only had that one little mosh pit, and everybody else was just saying, "Yeah." That. And also, I don't remember, but I was actually looking at that video. Yeah. And I was like, "You can't hear me sing." I can't hear you sing at all. I can hear you sing on stage because I'm right next to you, but I don't mm. know if everybody else on stage, everybody off stage, could hear you. I don't know how loud it was. Yeah. We never did an official like sound check. Because huh. I know Derek had said that we were Derek and Zach said we were supposed to do a sound check. We never did get up on stage and sound check. Because I remember that day there was so many uh so many other applicants on, on that on that yeah. showcase. And we I was lucky enough to play because there was already another band playing that same day that needed the drums. Mm -hmm. So they were just like, okay, yeah, we'll just bring up the drums once. We don't need to, you know, it's not like we're just bringing up for you. There's already another act. Because that was sort of the thing is like they kind of, they wouldn't allow a band to play unless there was another band playing or somebody else that needed the drums. Because it, it was a lot to bring up a whole drum kit up. And they made it a rule that if you're going to bring up the drums, you have to bring them up yourself. We're not going to provide someone to bring them up for you. Huh. So we'd all go get, get a slice of pizza from Abella's. And in return, they'd help us carry the drums up. It's how it works. Yeah. It's how we bribed Alex into, into helping. How we bribed the other Alex into helping. It's how we bribed Caitlin into helping. Like, hey, yeah. you got new, you got new. Pizza goes a long way. Oh, God. I, mean, <laughs> I, I would love some pizza right now. So you've mentioned singing. You've mentioned playing the guitar and the xylophone. Do you play, like, any more instruments? I can kind of play the piano, but I'm not that great at it, though. <laughs> All right. Why, you and remember the time when we were in Portland? You know what I'm talking about with the piano? Oh, um... We were we were in downtown Portland, and this lady started this project, and it was where she would have... It was the Pink Piano Project, and she would put pink pianos up, grand pianos, yeah. all over Portland, Oregon, for people to just play. Oh, that's that cool. was the whole That was the whole thing. And we mm -hmm. found one one day. We were walking around, and we found one of them, and Wyatt sat down and started playing the piano. I don't know if he knew what he was playing. He was just kind of making them a song. But we had a, a crowd of like 30 people watching Wyatt play this piano, like pounding away on nonsense. And then I was, awesome. I was playing the piano in high school, sort of. So then I got up and started playing the piano, and then there were like five people. <laughs> and you know what? That's that's relevant to my career today. The first <laughs> band plays, and there's 50 people. Then I show up, and everybody's like, nope, not going to do it. Everyone outside, we're just going to go have a smoke break. There was one show uh, at The Hive. That Sanatorium Hill played. It was uh, a benefit, yep. and it was Sanatorium Hill and Ghost Teeth, which is another oh. local like folk punk band, and like four or five rappers. And Ghost <laughs> Ghost Teeth started the show, that. and then it was like three rappers. Like Ghost Teeth had a pretty like decent crowd, and then like all the rappers had like huge crowds. And then we went up to play, and there was nobody in that basement. I was going like, to say. They all left. So we just, like, started playing our set and just walked upstairs to the living room and just, like, kept going. We were like, all right, we'll come to you then. Fuck it. <laughs> right. That's how you have to do it sometimes. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like, people were looking at us like we we're fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> We played so hard, though, my hand cramped up, and I was just, like, screaming and shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, it was so good. That's they invited hilarious. us back, so uh, I guess we did yeah. something right. And when they invited you back, 
that might have been one of the best shows I've ever seen you guys play. That was a fun one. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on like live streaming? You think it's good? You think it's bad? Like, what do you think about the live streams going on during COVID? Um, I think to be honest, I think it's uh good because uh, I would say it's because uh, uh artists like who have who have fans like they they still yeah. want to perform. They still want to perform for their fans, right? And and I definitely get that. It, it sounds like you're playing for yourself, technically. Yeah, it's practicing, uh, but your mistakes are being broadcasted to the right. To yeah, the world. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I and I think to be honest, I think that shows that hey, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Oh yeah, right. There you go. Um. Good so man. I also know why you are starting your own podcast pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about that, man. Plug it in. Uh, the uh, the podcast is called uh, Film Nostalgia because uh, it's it's based on the movies that uh, that we've all grown up to watch, and uh, and it's you and Alex doing it, right? Alex is going to be a co-host with me. Hell yeah! And, uh, are you going to just do movies, or are you going to have like guests on it as well? We'll have guests um, if uh, if if there's like a movie buff out there, be really cool. We'll we'll plug you in, man. We'll post it up. So oh, yeah. people can go listen to you because, you know, we're all about cross-pollination over here. Yeah. So you post our stuff, we'll post your stuff, you know. I want to thank you, man, for coming on this podcast. Like, this is really cool because, like I said, you and I have been friends since, like, 2011, I think. So, like, That's it's been cool a long friend. time. Old school friends, man. Craziness. Yeah, here is a song Wyatt sent in for this episode entitled Roses. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Local Listens. If you want to find links to the Bender and Company song Beach Party they talk about throughout the episode, you can find a link to that in the description as well. Next week's guests are members of the Tacoma folk metal band Sirens Rain. Hope you tune in next time and have a great and music-filled week.
And this is me.